Welcome to the Whole Life Healing Podcast with Dr. Alexander Lloyd, best-selling author and founder of the Revolutionary Healing Codes Technique. Each week, Dr. Alex shares principles and methods from psychology, energy medicine, natural medicine, and spirituality to help you reduce stress, heal emotional and physical issues, and remove the barriers that hold you back from happiness and success. Join us as we learn to live our happiest, healthiest, and most successful lives. Here's Dr. Alex. Hi, Dr. Alex here. If you like the show today or any day, I would love it if you took about 10 seconds to go to iTunes and leave a review for the show. I've been doing this for about 14 years now, and I spend hundreds of hours every year in preparation and recording the show. And if you like it, if it's worth your time, if you think it might benefit others, I would love it if you could leave a review to recommend to your friends or just recommend it to your friends that could benefit from listening to the show. Thank you so very much. Since we are going to be talking about issues of health and well-being, we wanted to make sure that you understand that this information is not intended to cure or heal anything. Everything in the presentations is the opinion of Alex Lloyd. You should always check with a licensed healthcare provider about any specific health concern you may have. Hi, I'm Dr. Alex Lloyd and welcome to Deep Water. And I wanted to talk for a few minutes this week about AI, artificial intelligence. Uh, we see it everywhere these days. There's television commercials, uh, big expensive ones like on major sporting events and things like that about a particular company's AI and how much it's going to help you in your life. Whether that's a new app or a new computer or some new program someone's developed or a fantastic new game that the graphics are way better. I mean, there's you, you all have seen those things. But uh, artificial intelligence has been um, debated and a controversial area since the 1950s. And there's uh, videotapes and transcripts of the original developers of, of computers concerned about the long-term effects of AI. So, what is AI? Um, what is artificial intelligence? It's officially defined as a computer mimicking human cognition and continuing to learn more and more mimicking human cognition. Okay, um, the pros of, of this controversy. It's fast. <laughs> a computer can think way, way, way faster than a human being. Okay, now as a human being, our mind and brain are much more powerful than AI. Okay. Uh, the latest estimate I've seen is that the capacity of our brain and mind is a quadrillion bits, which is the capacity of the entire internet. But we don't have conscious access to all of that computing power. You know, you've heard you, you, you use less than 10% of your brain. Some of that is not so true. Some of it is. But uh, what seems um, unquestioned 
is that we cannot consciously access maybe some of the more powerful parts of our brain and mind. I, I remember seeing a documentary and there was a, a child, this was a number of years ago, and the child with by focusing his brain and mind could cause blood to come up in his own palm from the underlying blood vessels, stay there a little bit, and then go back into the hand as if nothing had ever happened. Uh, you've all seen things about people bending uh, spoons and, and, and things like that. And those are, those are kind of thought of almost like, you know, circus games, a, a gimmick or something. But the power and capacity of the human mind and nervous system uh, and brain are for, sh for sure have that kind of power. It's that most of us cannot access it and control it intentionally. Where with a computer, it, it can be programmed to do basically anything. All right, so the pros are that it is fast, it is safe, it is a cheap way, as opposed to paying someone $15 an hour or $80,000 a year or $300,000 a year or something like that. And we all know people who have been downsized uh, because of technology. Okay, I had a good friend that worked at an automobile uh, plant and had worked there for uh, over two decades. And one day he gets his pink slip and the reason is they now have a machine that can do what he does better, faster, cheaper, more reliably even in some cases than he can. So yeah, that was a bummer for him, but a boon for the company. So it's fast, it's safe, it's cheap. Um, uh, the safe part, uh, we've probably seen like the, on the movie American Sniper or something where they suspect there's a bomb, so instead of a person going in, they have technology that they're steering that goes in and, and looks to see if there is a bomb, and if there is, maybe explodes it there away from any humans so that no humans had to go and be injured, all right? So there is evidence for all of those, fast, safe, cheap, all right? Uh, so what is it fast, safe, cheaper about? A better mousetrap. Okay? That old expression, build a better mousetrap and the world will beat a path to your door. So what the computer industry, what the tech world is saying is exactly that. We built a better mousetrap. It will enhance your life. It will enhance the world. Um, we should be going at this with all guns. All right? And I believe there is legal precedent. Uh, the free enterprise system of America, where, yeah, if you come up with a better way to do it or a better product, you can make a lot of money. You can, you can become uh, as, as great as you can imagine if you can do that, if you can create a better mousetrap, a better service, and then get it out there to the world. Uh, that's the free enterprise system. It's also freedom in the Constitution. All men are created equal. Uh, and have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Well, you're thinking, what in the world does that have to do with it? The guy who makes the computer or programs it 
That is absolutely part of their life, part of their liberty, part of their pursuit of happiness. To create a better mousetrap that is fast, safe, cheap, that helps the world, that helps people, all right? From that perspective, it makes perfect sense to me, the pros, all right? So what are the cons? Well, um, one of the biggest ones is what they call unchecked superintelligence, which basically means that the computers uh, on their own and in concert with other computers they're connected to all over the world and the cloud and geniuses who are putting more and more programming in all the time so that they learn better and faster, that someday there's going to be a computer or system of computers that develops super intelligence and either declare their independence from humans and society or attack humans and society to take it over. And you've probably seen some movies with that as the theme. Well, that is one of the real concerns that someday super intelligence will be reached, which means us humans can't stop it because it's gone beyond our, um, our intellect, at least consciously. So we don't have the brain power to stop it. All right? It's gone beyond us to super intelligence. So that's number one. Number two is the argument that we're too reliant on technology. That these hacks that we've been seeing recently where they hack an oil company or they hack uh, uh, a company that sells fish or they hack uh, some other manufacturer which, which like uh, when they hack the oil company, you know, it was like panic in certain areas. We saw lines at the gas station that we hadn't seen since the 70s, which was, you know, 30, 40 years ago, all right? And uh, gas prices went way up. People were sort of panicky, all right? Well, what if, it's not, what if it's not just an oil pipeline? What if it's the United States government? What if it's my um, paycheck? What if it's my, uh, 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 the hospital's power to keep all the medical stuff going, and I'm in the hospital on an IV and stuff, and now all of a sudden somebody hacks and... I'm in danger here, all right? Uh, what if someone erases all financial records? A lot of people would say that's a fantastic thing. But what about me and now I don't own what I owned yesterday because all those records have been erased. So what about hacks? And in the future, is that going to become a way bigger deal, which a lot of people believe it will, to almost the constant... Um, occurrence. Uh, and number three, which is probably the first one that became a problem, is AI taking job, too many jobs away from people so that we have huge AI in our, uh, in our modern world, in the workplace, at home, everywhere. All right, we have plenty of AI but there's so many people out of work that because of the AI, 
that the economy is in the dumps and inflation is going crazy, nobody can afford anything, there's too many people unemployed, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and those are the main cons. So um, I am obviously uh, <laughs> one of the worst people in the world to discuss this controversial thing because I love technology but I am a bona fide techno idiot. I mean, I need my sons to tell me how to do really, really simple things sometimes. And to the point, I'm often embarrassed about little tech things that I don't know how to do, okay? So as far as having like a wisdom and knowledge base for this controversial issue, I don't have it, all right? But in my research, these are the issues. And so, where are you on that? And, and, and I would encourage, like we've been talking about everything else, that what we need to do is get people who do have wisdom, knowledge, and intelligence about these areas. And we need to get some people who don't. Maybe like me, because we would have less biases and prejudices and they could bring us into the room and maybe bring us up to speed pretty quickly, but we would not be in one of those other groups. We would be sort of independent. So there's a great value in that. But I would say that you got to get some knowledgeable, wise people who are acting in integrity, kindness, for the good of all, and some people who don't know much but can be almost completely unbiased and without prejudice toward this issue because they didn't have any preconceptions, all right? And to work toward a solution. Maybe there's a way that uh, it could be programmed, that super intelligence thing, that if a computer ever got to this level or that level or something else, it would automatically have a kill switch or a shutdown switch that immediately tells the humans who are managing it, this computer's gotten too far. We need to stop this one for a second, change some programming, whatever. Now that's considering that you could do that and the superintelligence hadn't already cut off your contact. But Anyway, maybe there's something that could be built in now before anything gets to that place that would be a, a barrier, a safety to that. Or that if that happened, that the impetus, the intention of the superintelligence would only be for the good of humanity, not anything negative um, toward humanity. So, but again, I, don't, I have no idea what's involved in the logistics of that. Um, kind of the bottom line for me, and I always try to get to sort of a spiritual bottom line, is um, uh, Abraham Lincoln, who's one of my favorite people um, all throughout history and, and one of the most popular and famous presidents of the United States. And President Lincoln is credited with uh, having the 13th Amendment passed, uh, which bans slavery in the United States or any area subject to the United States jurisdiction. And one of the things President Lincoln said 
around the passage of the 13th Amendment and the Civil War still at a, a not, not ended yet, even though it was close to ending, and President Lincoln was meeting with leaders of the Confederacy of the South. And one of the things President Lincoln said to them as they expressed their grief, extreme grief, anger, uh, I don't know what all, about slavery being taken away from them because it was a big source of their revenue, industry, and income. Okay, so they they did have a legitimate thing to lose. Now, they never should have had it in the first place, right? There never should have been slavery from the first place. Let, let's be clear about that. That is wrong, period. By the Constitution, by morality, it is a crime against humanity. And, that, and it is today, according to the United Nations, the United States, uh, it, it is a crime against humanity, slavery. Okay, so what Lincoln said in response to the negativity from the southern states uh, not wanting to have slavery outlawed was, was interesting to me. He said... Um, you know, if we give up freedoms like the freedom to oppress, we may discover freedoms that were previously unknown to us. And to me, that was just beautiful. It was just, it was perfect. It was genius as a way to look at that situation. And that's exactly what happened. Slavery was outlawed, and I live in the South. I've lived in the South all my life, all right? I don't know one person who's wanting to bring slavery back. Now, I'm sure there's a bunch of them. You know, the neo-Nazis, skinheads, um, uh, socialists, maybe. I don't, I, I, I don't know. But I don't know any of those people, and I believe with all my heart they are in the monstrous minority. I mean, maybe 1%, maybe far less than that. At least that's what I would hope. But anyway, that's exactly what has happened. As we gave up the freedom to oppress, we discovered other freedoms. Uh, what are those freedoms? Well, I have a black man in my life that has been in my life for decades. His name's Jimmy Hampton. He was a guest on one of my um, teachings here. And he's a black man. And he's one of the best friends I have or have ever had. I love Jimmy. If Jimmy were to be taken from my life, it would be a huge Huge loss to me, okay? Well, if slavery had continued, there's no way we would have that kind of relationship at all. And that would hurt me, and it would hurt him. He loves me too, okay? So, to me, what Lincoln said is exactly what's happened, and it's the way we can look at this too, okay? When Lincoln said that, that was the very start of slavery being illegal. So he was saying something that you really couldn't 
verify now, it would be very verified in years to come, and it has been. Well, we're not at the first of AI, but maybe we're toward the first of AI becoming super intelligence and super powerful and things like that, okay? So maybe this applies there too. There are some things that we can do now where instead of the freedom to oppress, if we'll give that up, oppressing the computer makers, oppressing the uh, people who write the code, oppressing the people who handle the business of AI and all of that, instead of oppressing, helping them, but, but working together to ensure that the unchecked superintelligence the, the too much reliance on technology based on hacking and global events like some global monstrous lightning strike or something that takes out uh, the power in maybe a whole country. Uh, maybe something we've never seen before, an asteroid hitting or, or, or something like that. But having too much dependence. Uh, we went through that some in 2000. I'll never forget when the uh, millennium came. And uh, if you're younger, you don't remember this, but those of you who are probably 40 or older, you do remember it, okay? Everybody was a little uh, discombobulated about the millennium coming because it was like, wait a minute, all these computers we've got programmed, they're only programmed up to the year 2000. At least that's what they were saying. So when it goes over 2000, we don't know what's going to happen. They may quit working. They may quit doing what they're doing. Uh, we may have power outages in whole countries or continents or cities or, or whatever. And man, Hope and I, we had uh, kerosene and kerosene heaters because it was the winter. Um, we had all kinds of food stored. We had a couple of guns. We had, and everybody we knew pretty much was doing that kind of stuff. Well, that's the second potential problem is global events with too much reliance on tech, all right? And then the last one was too many jobs taken from people in order for everyone to be able to eat and have a roof over their head and be safe and not in abject, terrible poverty and things like that. So. Um, I believe Lincoln's solution can work for both. That instead of looking at what we've lost and how terrible it is or, 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 look at, or look to oppress people out of fear, let's come at it in truth and love together and see if we can find new freedoms, new possibilities uh, that will make this world and our lives better and better and better and um, do the best we can to guard against the negatives. I, I think it would be naive to say at this point that AI is going to go away. Um, it, it's, it's just not, uh, unless something very dramatic in the world happens. But instead of waiting for that dramatic thing in the world to happen, how about we be proactive and, and put some laws and rules and processes and safeguards in place so that AI and humans are always, in a way, if you want to think of it this way, 
working together in love, joy, and peace rather than against each other causing problems and poverty and angst and life-threatening situations, etc. Okay? So um, think about it. Talk to someone about it. See what they think. And um, have a wonderful, blessed day.